We are on the last three weeks of the NFL season, people, as the playoff picture is taking shape, and we will recap Thursday Night Football and preview a couple of the biggest games of the NFL season so far, giving you all the storylines involved. All this is coming up next on The House Call. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Sammy, Joe, and Lawrence. My name is Matt. And before we recap Thursday Night Football and preview a few of these Week 16 matchups, I want to give a shout-out to the sponsor of this video, and that is Coffee Bros. If you are a bro who's up real early like I am, my alarm was set for 2.45 a.m. this morning. I have no idea where I'm at, okay? So I need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from award-winning roasts to necessary equipment, espresso machines, grinders, filters to recipes, as well as a coffee to water ratio calculator go to coffee bros website whose link is in our description to get everything that you need that is coffee related so go get coffee bros bro now let's get into this thursday night football game that saw the la rams beat the saints 30 to 22 thanks to a big game through the air from matthew stafford and puka nakua that combination was dominant moving the rams to eight and seven and are currently sitting as the sixth seed in the nfc playoffs while the saints moved to seven and eight are now now a half game back for the terrible NFC South division lead with next week being huge in terms of the NFC South division as they will face the current division leading Bucks on the road in a big week 17 game there. But I want to stick with the Rams for this for this topic. My first question here, because it might seem like forever ago, but this team won a Super Bowl two years ago and they've got some different guys there, but a lot of the same pieces that were there for the Super Bowl are going to be there uh, for their upcoming playoff run as well. And they've been looking very good, especially offensively recently. So Joe, I'm going to kick it to you first on this one, man. How far could the Rams go in the NFC playoffs? To will they run into the 49ers like every other team in the NFC? Let's be fair here. I mean, they're, they've been good against a team that, you know, usually has a really good defense. I mean, the Saints have been a defensive power for a really long time. It's why we always have them, regardless of how shit the NFC South is. The Saints are always in the conversation of winning the division because they have a good defense. They've had a good defensive front. As long as Cam Jordan's there, they're going to continue to have a good defensive front. I mean, the guy is wasting away in, in New Orleans. He should go somewhere else, anywhere else, to try to win a championship as far as I'm concerned because his talents are wasted there. But that's the Saints for you. I mean, they went and they're kind of doing what the Colts did right now. They went, they're kind of cycling through these older quarterbacks, these guys who were kind of good at some point in time, but aren't good anymore. And that's who they're going to be. They're going to be the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts finally got themselves a young guy who's now on IR for probably the rest of the year. And they're going with Gardner Minshew. So they're still kind of riding that roller coaster. We'll see how it works out. I'm, I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan either way. But yeah, I mean, this game went the way I thought it would. I mean, the Rams have more offensive talent. The quarterback is better. And the only reason the Rams weren't a comp were weren't you know in it last year was because Matthew Stafford played hurt. Cooper Cup was hurt, and let's be fair, Puka Nakua is Oof. probably the steal Oof. of the draft. That Oof. that guy is is without a doubt the best. If he does not win, like I understand, C.J. Stroud's winning offensive rookie of the year, and he's a big favorite. Puka Nakua. Be in the fucking conversation. Gotta because be. Because he's about to set the rookie record in receiving yards. I mean, he needs, what, 147 yards, and he's got three games left. I mean, he put up, what, 194-plus last night? Like, through three quarters? It was nuts. The guy it was, was 163, yeah. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. And the guy, like, I don't know where this kid came from. Like, I, like there was not a, a word spoken about him in the draft. There was not anybody talking about a dark horse wide receiver and Puka Nakua being that guy. Nothing. And this guy came out of nowhere. 
and the Rams, I mean, as long as they have that ability and Matthew Stafford's playing that type of football, the type of football we saw Matthew Stafford play last night, they're going to be competitive in the playoffs. I think that they have a pretty decent shot with everybody. But once again, the 49ers are in a, a class of their own. Yeah, the I mean, it's obvious the NFC favorite is the Niners right now. But, I mean, we've seen it in playoffs before, like that third divisional game. You know, if, if they come down to it in the playoffs, like you play, the, you play the same team for a third time in the playoffs, who knows? You know, maybe the Rams could give them a little bit of a run for their money in the playoffs. But, Sammy, I'll go to you, man. How far can this Rams team go in the NFC playoffs this year? Um, I think this Rams team can go as far as the NFC championship game. I think that's their ceiling, in my opinion. Um, and I'll say it's their ceiling because Matthew Stafford is their quarterback. Matthew Stafford is already a Super Bowl champion. He already knows what it takes to go all the way. And, you know, it's weird, man. Coming into the season, there were a lot of question marks about this team. A lot of people thought this team would be middle of the pack. And they kind of have been for most yeah. of the season. But ending the year, they've won four out of their last five games. And quite frankly, I know I know what you said about CJ Stroud winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. In my opinion, it should be Puka Nakua. And mm -hmm. I know, I know, you know, people are going to put in their ballots for CJ Stroud. And that's 1,000% deserved from CJ Stroud. He's been having a great season. And up until his injury, he would have been my vote as well. But right now, Puka has stayed healthy for most of the year. He's second in the league in receiving yards fifth in receptions, and third in targets. So when Cooper Cup came back, the expectation was Puka Nakua would drop off. But that has not been the case. No, no, no. Cooper Cup has actually taken a bit of a back seat, mm -hmm. and Puka Nakua has been the wide receiver one for this team. And it's actually mind-boggling considering Cooper Cup it had an all-time great receiving season the year they won the Super Bowl. And, and one of the things I also want to allude to is that their rushing offense has actually been pretty good as well. Kyron Williams is second in the league in rushing yards, and he's fourth in the league in yards per carry. This kid is a baller, and Sean McVay deserves all the credit in the world for getting a top five, a top 10 offense, rather, out of a team that had question marks pretty much all over. Now, their defense, it's gotten better, but, but they're still kind of like middle of the pack, but they have bright spots, okay? Who else but Aaron Donald is having another great season, of course. But you got guys by, like Byron Young, who's been great. Ernest Jones, the middle linebacker. The safety, Jordan Fuller. Their secondary has not been as bad as we all thought it was. But coming into the season, we thought, who are these guys? What are these guys going to do? And we found out they can play well. And Akello Witherspoon has done a great job in that cornerback one role. Now, I say... NFC Championship game because I have a lot of questions for some of the teams that are in the NFC. The Eagles, are they frauds or not? They've looked like frauds almost the entire year, ladies and gentlemen, but winning heals all wounds until it doesn't. Three straight losses uh, uh, and a loss against the Seattle Seahawks that, in my opinion, unacceptable. Their offense is vanilla. You don't need a world beater to beat that offense. And we all know about that Eagles secondary. The Cowboys, are they frauds? Now, they lost to a hot Bills team, right? So we can't, we might give them the benefit of the doubt that game. But I have quite a bit of question marks about the Cowboys as well. The only team I can see them not having a really big chance of beating is the 49ers but that's because the 49ers are the best team in the league mm -hmm. and in a divisional game you really never know what's gonna happen so i, I gotta say 
this team can go as far as the NFC Championship game. If this team continues to, to stay hot, you better watch out for this team. And I'm praying to the football gods that we get a Lions-Rams playoff game. Yeah, that'd be nice. Jared Goff yeah. against his old team. Matthew Stafford against his old team. That game would feed families. So yes. I'm hoping that happens, man. Right now, that's, that's, what the, that's the matchup. That's the and, matchup, and, right? And the only thing I got, the only thing I got to say to you, Sammy, is is that the problem is with your NFC Championship game is that the Rams are kind of locked into the sixth seed, which means regardless of based on how the other matchups would go, unless the Vikings or who the seventh seed wins that matchup, which they're going to be going into Dallas, and I don't see it happening. Play the Niners Rams are going fight. to the Niners in the divisional round, yeah. and that's as far as you go, which is why I mm-hmm. said the Niners. But yeah, I mean that's I I can't wait for that Lions. That line's thing. Matthew, Matthew's never played to Detroit for a playoff game. Yeah. Double double revenge game. Yeah, that'll be awesome. They'll both be playing. They'll, they'll both have something to play for, and it'll both be uh, – uh, I agree. As, uh, as someone who, who obviously, I'm, I've been high on the Lions all year, I would love to see that as a first-round matchup just from an NFL fan perspective. And you talked about it earlier, Sammy, as far as the offensive rookie of the year with Puka and C.J. Stroud. Right now, C.J. Stroud's the, – the lowest odds he has right now is minus 1,000 to win the award. So, obviously, he's missing this week uh, for Houston. So, that could, you know, tip the scales there a little bit too. But I think it's got to be a lot closer, in my opinion, for Puka and, and C.J. Stroud at this point because Puka has been unbelievable. What a season from him. Uh, Lawrence, I'll kick it to you, man. What do you think about these Rams, man? How far how far can they go in the NFC playoffs? Look, I'm going to agree with both uh, Sammy and Joe here. You know, they are going to get as far as until they bump into the 49ers. I think the 49ers, like we would agree here, are the best team in the league. I think they beat anyone right now, um, and that includes the Rams. Um, but I also think if you look at the Rams and you look at any other team in the NFC, in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams beat any of them come come playoff time. You know, I wouldn't be a stunning upset to me. You know, they have a top five offense. They are third in passing in the league. They have a top 10 running attack. My biggest concern for the Rams, however, is that defense. We all know the saying, defense wins championships. It's all well and good having a, a fourth ranked offense. But when your defense is ranked 27th, that's not great. That is not a recipe for success. Um, and against high-powered offensive teams like the Cowboys, that could be an issue. And if they have to run into them in the playoffs, again, you know, it's going to be a tough ask. They're going to be fighting an uphill battle for the rest of the season um, to get that playoff spot and then to actually win playoff wins. They're going to be by no means guaranteed any win they have any game for the rest of the season. But they have they have they have a lot of pieces and they have a lot of talent and they have a quarterback that knows how to win. They have they've won it before. They've won it recently. Um, so I'm not going to say the sky's the limit because the limit is the 49ers. Um, but they can make ways this 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 postseason and they they could quite easily take down and upset some of these other teams that have better regular season records because and most importantly they're hitting their hot streak now they started off rocky but it's okay to start off rocky as long as you start winning when it matters and they're on a winning streak right now um they're doing a lot of things right you know like like um you know joe said the saints have a great defense they always have had a great defense and they hung up i think it was 30 30 slank points on them yeah. Um, yeah, thirty points on the on the on the Saints Saints defense. Equally, the Saints put twenty two on that on their defense, and the Saints offense has not been good this year. So no. you know the win is all that matters. They keep winning, they'll keep going forward, but they need to kind of have some more consistency in defense. Don't let teams like the Saints with bad offenses put up twenty on you. Um, otherwise, you're going to have teams with good offenses like the Cowboys 
dare I say the Eagles or the Lions putting up putting up a lot more than that. And at that stage, I don't know if you can get into a shootout and win that and, and you know rely on yourself to win those games. Yeah, like you said, the, I don't think anyone can really count out the the Rams at this point. And I wish I had a little more disagreement for the rest of you guys for this topic. But I think we're all pretty much in lockstep for this one. I mean, this was a really interesting question for me because I don't think they can go to the Super Bowl. I kind of had the same takeaway as all you guys. I think they can go NFC Championship appearance depending on the matchups until basically until they run into the 49ers. Because you look at Stafford and a healthy Sean McVay, like that's damn near a, or a healthy Stafford, healthy Sean McVay. Hopefully you're healthy Sean McVay uh, Jeez, the yeah. holiday season. Uh, <laughs> It matters so much on the field with your health. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you're not getting sick. Make sure you're taking your uh, emergency, Sean McVay. Uh, but you look at a healthy Stafford and Sean McVay, that's basically a guaranteed top 10 offense. Like those two together, like you're getting a top 10 offense out of it. Both, and right now that's what it is, both in yards and points, they're top 10. You still got Cup, who's obviously a really good receiver. And you guys talked about it, man. This dude, Puka Nakua, like he is a special talent at the receiver position. At the beginning of the year, everybody was kind of like, oh, he's just putting up numbers because Cup's out. And, you know, Cup is, you know, Cup wins Cup back. He's going to, you know, get the 1,000 targets and the huge numbers again. Nah, this dude is a special talent in the receiver position. Not only is yeah. he a good route runner, he's got great football IQ. And this guy makes some unbelievable catches. Like this guy, his catching ability is second to none. And yards after the catch, he's great at breaking tackles and running after the catch as well. He's just a good football player. He's a, he's a matter of fact, he's a great football player. Putin Akul can play the game of football at a high level. So we got to give this dude his respect. And like Sammy was talking about, if Stroud misses another game or two, he's got to be seriously in consideration for Offensive Rookie of the Year because this dude might have 100 catches and 1,500 yards as a rookie. Like, that is absolutely yeah. insane production from a rookie receiver. And, we, I mean, we've been talking about it. This whole offense is looking really, really good right now with Kyron Williams back healthy and producing. He's been one of the best backs in the NFL. This team's a problem for whoever they get in the first round, and I talked about it a little bit earlier. As someone who's got a lot of stake in the Lions this year, I would love to see that matchup from an NFL fan's perspective, but from a guy who's got a lot of stake in the Lions, if I saw the Rams passing game, championship experience as well. They've got playoff experience. You got Sean McVay. You got Aaron Donald as their wild card matchup. I'd be like, like, God damn it. Like, shit. They got the Rams in the first round. That's a shitty first round matchup, you know, for the Lions. So, uh, but again, as a fan, I would love to see the, the golf and the and the Stafford revenge, playoff revenge game. Yeah. Would, like Sabi said, that would feed families. So, but I think it's going to depend on matchups as far as the Rams go. But nobody wants to see the Rams right now. I mean, Matthew Stafford can get hot in the playoffs. Cooper Cup, we've seen what he can do in the playoffs. And man, this dude, Puka Nakua, this yeah. is. This, it's going to be dangerous for sure. I mean, I will say, I, I do wonder how how surprised the actual Rams are that they're this good. You know, you saw them shed Jalen Ramsey with that defense. I reckon they probably, you know, would rather have Jalen Ramsey than that second round pick they they, they got in return for him. Maybe. You know, Puka Nakua, no one, probably no one in the Rams building thought he was going to be this good. And with Cooper, Cooper Rush, sorry, Cooper Cup, my bad, um, being out at the beginning of the season, they struggled, but he stepped up and now they've got what is one of the better receiving duos in the league yeah. um and and that defense is holding them back and I, I don't think they expect it to be that good i don't think they expect puka nakua to have the season he was he's having right now um so yeah it's, it's a surprise for everyone i think even the rams yeah uh, i know at the beginning well go for it sammy no yeah and and i think hindsight you know we look at the jalen ramsey trade and we're like ah you know why did they do that if, if jalen ramsey stayed on the Rams, we could be talking about a top 10 defense here and we could be talking about contenders but that's the thing i don't think anybody really expected the pieces that have been stepping no. up for the rams to step up i said during the season this was a year where they gotta find out who's gonna step up for them in the future and clearly it's guys like uh like ernest jones 
Byron Young. You know, Puka Nakua has stepped up. You know what I mean? So I'll go a step further when talking about the Rams. I think they can beat the Lions. And I think if they, they match up with the Lions, they will beat the Lions. So uh, I, I genuinely believe that. I think right now the Lions, as good as, they, as good as they've been the entire season, and this is purely semantics. This is purely an agenda against the Lions. I hope you got all of you know. Like this is yeah. this is me being shameless. I have no shame. Yeah. Okay. The Rams, I believe right now, are a better team than the Detroit Lions. I think Detroit's defense right now is is at an all-time level. It's back to last year's status. I think the offense from the Rams is cooking. Quite frankly, I think the Lions overall have just been cho- have just been choking the entire year. They had a clear path to the first seed and they let it go somehow some way they lose to the bears they lose to the packers i mean how could you let that happen and i would not be surprised if they lose a divisional game uh, against the vikings it, it wouldn't surprise me because quite frankly the lines they've proven me right i don't think that this team is ready yet maybe next year they'll get, build up a better defense maybe next year they'll be a better team but this year i think the lions right now they make the playoffs and they're frauds and they're gonna get be first the lions catching straight hey, right man now, they literally just won by four strays. touchdowns last week shit against the well, team I mean, that's fighting for the playoffs the funny thing is yeah, man. brings up golf and we bring up we brought up stafford how awesome that is for revenge games both sides but the reason that both those guys are no longer on those teams that they were on was because a you never got consistent from them so it was literally one of those things where which which stafford and which golf is showing up this week and i hope that we get the best versions of both of them but if he get like shitty rams golf and like dog shit line and stafford yeah. for that playoff game and it's just disaster yeah that's one of the <laughs> that's one of, that's one of the rare trades that like worked out really well for both sides like yeah. the rams get a super bowl out of it and they get a uh and they get a obviously a franchise you know a franchise quarterback out of it and then you know the lions get a, a couple first round picks and uh, a, a franchise quarterback themselves so yeah it's worked out for both sides right. but yeah sammy's tripping sammy tripping about the lions we'll get into that a little bit uh, i don't know well, we're we're open have you played yet this week and catch it straight just run by four touchdowns and you just shit on them so yeah, yeah. whatever right it doesn't count uh, Okay, yeah, whatever, Dolphins fan. All right, okay, here we go. We're going to, and speaking of Dolphins fan, okay, let's move on to this week 16 schedule where we got two huge interconference matchups. And first, we might as well start with Sammy's 10 and 4. Miami Dolphins coming off a blowout, blowout win over the New York Jets, going up against the 10 and 4 Dallas Cowboys, coming off a blowout loss to the Buffalo Bills. Both of these teams have been compared a lot lately because they seem to beat up on bad teams but struggle with the good ones. So I wanted to come pair them as well with this question and i will kick it to sammy down there in the corner for this one first which of these two teams is a bigger super bowl threat is it the cowboys or is it the dolphins <laughs> you already know my answer come on guys what what, what are we do what are we doing here okay look look I, i'll say this you have to win this week's game in order for people and me in general to really prove that this team is a contender because you can't go 0-4 against teams over 500 and the cream of the crop of teams in the NFL and expect anybody to take you seriously. So I think this Miami Dolphins team on paper and the, the way that they've been playing lately, aside from the, the Titans game, I think they can be a better team. I think they are a better team. I, I really do. I think they their defense has stepped up for the most part. They're a top five, they're a top five defense in terms of yards now, a top 10 passing defense, a top five rushing defense. So it's not just the offense anymore. This team can get you at both sides of the ball. The real question is, and it's been a question for the Cowboys for years maybe even decades, 
Can they step it up when they need to? Can they perform when they need to? That's always been the question mark for the Cowboys. And it's a question mark now for the Dolphins. The December month has been a demon for the Dolphins. The last couple, the last year, it, they went 0-5. And this year, they had that terrible loss to the Titans. And that loss had everybody thinking, yep, same old Dolphins. And it's had me thinking the same thing. In order to get back on track, in order to earn people's respect, straight up, you got to go against the Cowboys and beat them. There's no other way to shake it, okay? You got to beat the Cowboys, and then you got to win one of the next two games against the Ravens or the Bills. I think if you don't win two out of these next three games, the league loses respect for you, and they don't have respect for you now. So, in my opinion, I think the Dolphins... The Miami Dolphins are more of a Super Bowl contender because they have the talent, but it, it's up to them to prove it. it it's it's straight up. I, I'll be honest with you. It's more on blind faith because I've seen, but on, on, on another hand, on the other hand, it's like you see that the, the defense has been producing and the offense has been great. They put 30 on a top two passing defense. Okay. This is an elite defense they face and they put up 30. I know Zach Wilson got completely like slaughtered okay and that offense is not good but other qbs have faced that defense and have not performed well so in my opinion it's it's all about proving it right now okay they have a top five defense they have a top three offense that everything has come together at this point it's about execution i think this week they'll be able to execute and i think they'll be executing their way to an afc east divisional title yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, obviously, you know, they've had a lot of success at home. They've, they're one of the best home teams in football. And, and Dallas has turned into a very average team on the road. We I talked about it a little bit last week, how bad they've been on the road. And they showed it uh, against Buffalo last week. So, yeah, this is a, 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 a game, in my opinion, that Miami should win based on how they've been playing at home and how Dallas has been playing on the road. Uh, Lawrence, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Which of these two teams is more likely to make a Super Bowl run? Is it Dallas or Miami? No, here we go. Uh, neither. Is that an option? No, yeah, I mean, this is the fraud. None bowl. of the above. Yeah. This is the closest they're going to get to a bowl game, and it's the fraud bowl. <laughs> These two teams are regular season warriors. They routinely beat bad teams, and good for them. They're going to finish with double-digit wins in the season. Good for them. The playoffs are going to roll around, and you know what? I have low expectations of both of them. This is going to be a great game to watch, but in terms of the question, you know, which is most likely to make the Super Bowl, neither. We've already established the 49ers are the team to beat, and any team that wants to go to the Super Bowl has to go through them, and we don't think anyone's really good enough right now. You know, you look at the AFC, right now, you know, I'm looking at that Dolphins-Bills game. I can see a way in which, you know, the Bills win that and, and are the favourites going into the playoffs over the Dolphins and have more playoff wins, and I, I don't rate the Bills. You know, this Dolphins defence has improved, and I've made consistent complaints about that their success on the field in terms of like getting stops not conceding many points but if you look at some of the teams they've played they shot out the jets with zach wilson big whoop you know they lost to the titans who put 28 on them with will levis you know they they, they considered 15 by the commanders not a lot but again you're not kind of be play, playing these kind of teams in the playoffs you know their defense does well against bad teams their offense does great against bad teams that is who the Dolphins are. The Cowboys last week is a tough loss. They didn't just get beaten. They got smacked in the mouth. Okay. And, yeah. and that's going to affect their confidence. In terms of this weekend's game, I don't know who I want to win. I don't know who is going to win. Because quite frankly, 
I don't think either of these teams quite have it in them to to predict make a tie. It... Predict a tie. I, I'm not going to predict a tie. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to make a prediction just yet. Um, I'm going to wait to hear what you guys think. Um, but look, I don't think either of them make the playoffs. Uh, you know, maybe they get one playoff win between them. Maybe. Um, but right now, Dak is playing better than Tua. Um, I, I have, you know, concerns about the Cowboys' ability to win on the road, which they're going to have to do at some stage because they're not getting the one seed. Um, you know, I, I have concerns about the Dolphins' defense. Um, you know, without Tyreek, they're struggling. They, he should be get, coming back for this weekend, which should help Tua. Um, but look, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a shootout. There's going to be lots of points. Um, but like I said, it's the fraud bowl. I, you know, let's not get it twisted. A shootout. Any faith in these teams to be people like the 49ers, the best teams in the league. They're in a, they're a good team. They're up in that upper category. Um, but that's based on regular season record and the amount of points they put up and statistics. If you're actually thinking about who's your pick to win a Super Bowl, I don't think any of us, other than Sammy, is going to pick like a Dolphins or the Cowboys right now. Unless I'm wrong. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to guess if I ask you this question... Who would, you, who would you, if you could pick anyone from the AFC and the NFC to make the Super Bowl? Are you going to say Dolphins? Are I you would say Cowboys? I, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'd say right now I'd say the I'd say the Ravens right now, and and and, and that's okay. But you know, if the Dolphins go into Baltimore next week after possibly beating the Cowboys and they win, what's the narrative then? That both of your narratives. That yeah, you the narrative said, that is not, that's true. That is true. No, but, if they but lose, of course. It's hypothetical, so we're not yeah, going to go off hypothetical. But you hit it right on the nail, right? The Dolphins need to change the narrative. I'm sat mm-hmm. here and I'm saying they can't be good teams. We're all sat here saying they can't be good teams because that is a narrative. And then that, that, that narrative comes from observations that we've made so far. They haven't beaten good teams, therefore they can't. They need to beat the Cowboys. They have a lot riding on this game in terms of their reputation. And quite frankly, I'd imagine their confidence going to the playoffs. Because you've lost to the Chiefs. You've lost to the Bills already. You just lost to the Titans, and they're not a good team. Um, you've got a tough three-game stretch, probably the, the toughest three-game stretch I would imagine of any team left in the NFL. You've got the Cowboys, you've got the Ravens, you've got the Bills. Mm-hmm. You need to win, okay, probably two out of those three games Ooh, to switch yeah. narrative, at least. Yep. And one of them is probably going to be the Bills because they're probably the weakest out of the three of them. But you need right. to win two of them. You know, so... They've got a lot riding on this game. They need to change the narrative. The Cowboys equally can't win on the road. Okay. They need to bounce back from that smackdown by Buffalo. They yeah. need to. Because this is that's not a good Buffalo team. They beat they beat Dallas badly, but we're not. I don't start. know anymore, man, about Buffalo, man. I don't know. That team is hot, man. That team is hot right now, man. Yeah, but they're not they're not in the same, they're not on the same level. We're talking about are they even going to make the playoffs last week? They get one big win. That's They're still true. not great in a, in a great position record-wise. Yeah, yeah, teams is it a good big win, win if you beat a team that can't beat winning teams? Need to win more. Dolphins need to win more. Um, but no, I don't think either team's going to Super Bowl. Hold on, hold on, Rob. Rob, what'd you say? What'd you just say, Joe? What'd you say, Jason? What'd you just say, <laughs> is it a big win if you beat a team who can't beat winning teams? I mean, like a team that they like literally Dallas and Miami's combined record of teams 500 or better is one and eight. That's pretty And bad. the only team they beat was the Eagles, who are equally a fraud. 
Yeah. Like, legitimately, these are the two of the worst 10-win teams we've ever seen. And what sucks is, is two weeks, two to three weeks ago, I sat on this episode and sat here and had words come out of my mouth that tasted bitter, disgusting. I didn't even ever think I was ever going to say them. That the Dolphins, if they could get home field advantage, could represent the AFC. And what did they do after that? Proved me wrong. They literally, I've never seen a team that is supposed to win games, lose game. Like, let, just let's, let's caveat this real quick, okay? They allowed the Titans to come back in the, like, one in, like, 700 and some odd games. A team that was down that many points has not come back to win, except for one fucking time, Sammy. And that was the Titans against the Dolphins. And then what did the Titans do the following week? Lost to a Texans team that had Case fucking Keenum and blew a 19-point lead against them and lost in overtime. That's tough. Hey, Amen. Okay. That's who the Dolphins lost to. And then hey. you have the Cowboys. It means Case Keenum is better than two of them. And then you, oh, have, then you have the Cowboys. Who, just who slander. Like, it's we just finally unbelievable. Beat the Eagles. We beat the Eagles in Dallas. Yay. And just like Miami, they can't beat anybody unless they're at home or unless they're under 500. And, and I literally thought that if there were, that I, I, it would not surprise me if both of these teams by week 18 are talking about staying alive in the wild card race and not winning their team. Mm. Mm. Yep. Because if the yep. Dolphins lose out, yep. they're not in the playoffs. It'll be close, yeah. It'll, It'll be because there are three, like the Dol- the Bills right now are eight and seven. They can catch the Dolphins. They beat the eight Dolphins at the end of the year. Eight and seven? They're eight, eight and seven. Six. Eight. eight and six. They're eight and they six. got three more games. Yeah, they yeah, got they got six. Pats, Chargers, okay. and uh They're and eight and six. Dolphins. Colts are eight and six. The Browns are nine and five. The Texans are seven and seven. Or no, they're eight and six as well. No, then then nine they're eight and six, yeah. Yeah, so you have all like here, I'll actually I'll read them off to you. Here's all the eight and six teams. You have you have the Browns are nine and five, the Bengals are eight and six, the Colts are eight and six, the Texans are eight and six, the Bills are eight and six, and still the Steelers and the Broncos are seven and seven. All right. <laughs> and you're talking about the Dolphins are ten and four. There are ways <laughs> for a lot of those teams who all have the same record as the Dolphins by the end of the year, or a better record by the end of the year. The Dolphins, if they lose out, which there is nothing that proves that they won't. Outside of them possibly being able to be the team that also can't beat teams that are over 500, except for, you know, when you count the Eagles and the Cowboys, you're then you have to go into Baltimore. And then is, is the Bills game at home in Miami or are you going to Buffalo? It is at Miami. It's at it is in, so thank God for that, at least. But I don't, I think the Bills are on a hot streak right now. I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in them either, but they're clicking at the right time and they're doing it without Stefan Diggs really doing a lot. And that's terrifying. Got the run so, game going as well. That, all I'm saying is like this. I'm I'm with Lawrence on this. This is this feels like a fraud bowl to me, which upsets me a little bit because the AFC is literally full of teams. I just feel like are fraud, like just fraudulent as hell. I feel like, and, and the funny thing is, three of the playoff teams right now have backup quarterbacks: <laughs> Joe Flacco, Jake Browning, and Gardner <laughs> Minshew are within two games of the Miami Dolphins. Sammy, Sammy, address no, that comment. That no, 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 no. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we are going behind the scenes real quick. Yeah, Lawrence just went on our secret private chat that he says he loves being right. What is today's date, Matt? 
What's today's date, Matt? Uh, December 22nd, 2020. It is December. Has the Cowboys game happened? No. It has not. Okay. Has the Ravens game happened? Hey, has Lawrence not. just knows when I speak, it is facts, man. I, I speak that I have not when, not when you speak. You literally, you literally no, and, and here and here's what I'm gonna say. I, I knew I knew once Joe said something about the Dolphins that the Dolphins were gonna find a way, with me being in attendance, that they would find a way to lose this game. Let me explain something to you guys, people. Let, let, let me explain something to you guys. You know what? Yes, yes, we blew a lead to the Titans. We it was terrible. It was it was historic. You're absolutely right. I've seen the I I've seen the Patriots who are dog water beat the Bills. Okay? You know what I saw? I saw Zach Wilson at week 1 beat the Bills. Okay? You want to know what else I saw? I saw the Cowboys lose to the Arizona Cardinals. I saw the Eagles lose to Zach Wilson. I saw the Chiefs lose to the Green Bay Packers who are probably not even going to make the playoffs. I've seen so many teams lose to teams that they should be you want to know what that just tells me that tells me that this is football and every week matters we don't know what's going to happen this sunday could be a complete turning point and this could absolutely prove that this could absolutely prove that the dolphins could turn it around and be the number one seed and then and then lawrence did it and went ahead and did it again ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what i want to see do you know what i want to see you kind of cooked there sammy no, i'll no, give no, you hold on you, you hold on hold on no, 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 you're gonna let me speak no, you're gonna no, let, keep, let him cook let him no, cook no, no, you're gonna let me speak because i've seen i've seen splendid slander so far okay lawrence just put in the chat oh didn't the bills beat the dolphins 42 to 21 it was actually worse than that number one and number two and number two Number two, that was what week four. That was a long time ago. Your defense is now battered up. We, you had to fire your offensive coordinator. Jalen Ramsey is now back. My goodness, there are so many changes have happened since that game that everything could flip up. We could see a completely flip switch. So. Look, I get it. The Dolphins have a lot to prove. And I'm here to tell you, I need to see it in order to believe it. I agree with you guys on that aspect. But to say that the Dolphins are just completely like, oh, they're completely frauds. Oh, it's not going to happen. We never know. Every week to week, even that Bills game against the Cowboys. Guess what? The Eagles ended up losing to the Seahawks. So if the the Cowboys end up winning out, it doesn't matter. Guess what? They win their division. They're the second team. So we're going to see what happens. I, I agree with you guys on this. The Dolphins have a lot to prove. But we don't know if you're going to be right, Lawrence. We don't know if the Dolphins are frauds. We don't know okay. if the Cowboys, the Cowboys could be different this year. Okay. We That's don't know. With the Dolphins is that we don't know. With the 49ers, a team we assume yeah, or say that they should make the Super Bowl, we know they're a good team because they beat good teams. The whole reason why I'm saying they're frauds is because we don't know that they're a good team. We don't know that they can do anything more than just beat. When was team. the last time the Niners won a Super Bowl? Ooh. It doesn't matter. It's this season. Last season doesn't hold matter. On, hold on. When was the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl? It doesn't matter. Hold on. Hold on. Why is why is the narrative so different? Because I know the Cowboys have made it to the different. NFC Championship. Sammy, it uh, kind of is. is actually yes, 92 or they have not proven anything to anyone. They have not beaten anyone of note. Other teams have. That's why we're not saying this about other teams. Because at oh, least absolutely. they've proven something. At least the Cowboys have beaten the Eagles. You guys couldn't even do that. So that's what I'm saying. They need to prove it. Without that's our two top saying. corners, but yeah, I get you. Football. And quite frankly, we can say the day. I'm looking forward to, you know, waking up Christmas Day with an extra present under the tree to see that Dolphins L on the calendar. 
Don't worry. Oh, so you're picking the, the Cowboys thing, to win. I'm picking the Cowboys. Thing, of course you are. The only thing I want to see here, okay? Cowboys like, here's, the deal. here's the deal, Sammy. I want this on record. I want this on record. She said 50. If the Cowboys win, you have to do a short on the game. If the Ravens win the following week, you have to do a short on the game. And if the Bills win the week after that, you have to do a short on the game because I just want to see the fucking And if the game. Dolphins go out in the <laughs> like... wild card without winning a playoff game, you have to do a short on how the Dolphins will fall this season. Okay, for the record, I was going to do a short on them anyway. anyway yeah, so it, it was going to happen either way. So I just so, want to see it. I just so, want to see because, so, like, like, there's a difference. You want to see it. You guys, like, like seeing like, this vein bulge from my forehead know, every time I get like, I just want box see, office. Like, unshaven, His box office. Just disheveled and, like, a cigarette hanging out the corner of your lip. Just like, I don't even smoke, but. It's been a long day. Just like one hit it straight to the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a smoker, actually. Okay, I, 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 like I, smoke, I keep these lungs clean. Okay, you want to know what uh, else is going to be clean? When Tua Tagovailoa goes against the Dallas Cowboys and he torches them, and that run game. Oh, you guys are not ready for what that Dolphins run Someone game is going to do. There we go. How about, how about, I hope they run the football for once. How about the Dolphins lose? You gotta smack, smoke a whole pack of cigarettes off the yeah. live on an episode. I, I, I think I think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if if my mother, I'm pretty sure if my mother saw that, she'd absolutely kick me out. One thousand yeah. percent. Don't do it. So. Sure. Don't do it. Yeah, I think you're. That's think why you guys want me to do it. You guys want me to be homeless. I got you. <laughs> I think your lungs would kick you out of the house too. Yeah, I don't think that would go too. Matt, much. we haven't heard your opinion yet. Yeah. So shit, you guys been talking too damn much. I'm actually gonna answer the question here. All right. Since you guys went off on a bunch of different tangents, all right? As far as which of these teams is a bigger Super Bowl threat, I'm going with Sammy here. I think it's Miami for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think their style of play in terms of they run the ball on offense as good or better than everyone in the league, and they've obviously got the top pass offense in the league, but they got the fourth best rush offense in the league, and they stopped the run very well defensively. They got the fourth best rush defense in the league, and outside of a week one versus the Chargers where they gave up 233 on the ground, they've been lights out, okay? And they're also a top 10 pass defense as well. So overall, defensively, they are fifth in yards, which is great. While we saw the Cowboys get absolutely exposed on the ground, we saw it last week versus Buffalo versus a team who doesn't even run the ball very well in the Bills. And defensively, they're not great. They're not great against the run either. And uh, offensively, excuse me, they're not great running the ball either. And it's because Dallas has a small team at some key spots, like physically small. Okay. Tony Pollard is their lead back now. He's not a 20 carry per game bruiser. Okay. He's an electric change of pace guy. So he hasn't been what they've been, what they've expected as their lead back this year. Okay. Micah Parsons, defensively, obviously he's a great player. He's a hall of fame pass rusher. I'm not denying how great Micah Parsons is, but if you run at him, he can get exposed because he is undersized as a defensive end. He can get ran over in the run game. Okay. And then the Cowboys play their safeties at linebacker a lot as well. So for as good as they can be working downhill, they get ate up by big and strong and blocks. They get ate up and they can't shed blocks in the running game a lot of the time. So I don't think Dallas matches up well with other teams in the NFC, especially and obviously the Niners, but I'm going to go back to something Sammy was talking about earlier. He was giving a lot of Lions slander. The Lions, too, that is a physical team that can make the Cowboys one-dimensional offensively and attack them a couple ways defensively, okay? So I think the Lions is a really, really bad matchup for the Cowboys. They can run it right through the Cowboys' face, and they can't stop it, okay? So I think if the Lions and the Cowboys met, I think I'm, I'm picking the Lions easily in that matchup for as fraudulent as, as Sammy 
uh, Sammy says the Lions are. And then, too, if you want to talk about the Lions versus the Eagles, too, there's nothing that the Eagles do better than the Lions. You look up and down the stat sheet, the Lions do literally everything better. So I think the Lions are, you could argue, they're the second-best contender right now in the NFC. But I think... Plus, as far as this question goes, who is more of a threat? I think the AFC is a lot more wide open. There's no clear favorite, so I think that gives Miami much more opportunity. And we all know Dallas can't beat the Niners. and They they have, they have already have a thing with the Niners where they can't beat them, and the Niners are the clear favorite, and they're just way better. So I think that puts them at a disadvantage. Also, we talked about it. The Cowboys are bad at the road, and they might have to be on the road the entire postseason while – even though I don't think this is going to happen, Miami, if they might miss the playoffs, but they still have a shot at the one seed, too, if yeah. everything goes right for Miami. So if, if they prove that they're the real deal. So, yeah, I think Miami is much more of a Super Bowl contender here. But I uh, I, I do agree with Lawrence and Joe in the fact that I need to, and, and Sammy, too, you talked about it. I need to see it to believe it with Miami. I need to see it to believe it with both of these teams because both of these teams have historically been teams that, hey, you know, they look real good in the regular season. And then, you know, once it comes down time to, to win in the playoffs, you know, it remains to be seen. But as for the game, I'm actually going to pick Miami for this game for the for the for the reasons that I talked about above. Dallas is really, really bad on the road. Miami's really, really good at home. Miami can run the football just as good as anybody can. And Dallas, we saw them get absolutely knocked on their face in the run game last week. So I think it's going to be a close, entertaining football game. I think it's going to be 30 to 24. I'm going with Miami, but I, I, I gotta I gotta see some I gotta see something from both of these teams in this game for them to really prove that they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders. But finally, we spent too much damn time talking about the damn Dolphins and the damn Cowboys. So let's go to the Bay Area as two of the best teams in football are going head to head. It's MVP candidate Lamar Jackson and the 11 and three AFC leading Ravens going up against MVP candidate Brock Purdy and the 11 and three NFC leading 49ers. But I want to start with both of these teams obviously they're being in they're both in a great position to get their conferences respective one seed so win or lose this game they're both in a good position to get the one seed so this can be either literal or a psychological answer okay so Lawrence I'm going to you man who needs this win more is it the Ravens or is it the Niners I'm gonna go the Ravens you know the 49ers are at this stage unanimous favorites in the league to win the Super Bowl they're the best team in the league I don't think it's that close the Ravens have been, at least for me, surprising this year in terms of how good they've been. I didn't think they'd be the best team in, the, in their division. Okay, yes, that's just Joe Burrow got hurt. Maybe that changes things. But regardless, we're sat here. They're 11-3. and three. They've had a great season. But at the same time, whilst the 49ers are 11-3, and three, we're not talking about the Ravens in the same way we're talking about the 49ers. The 49ers have seemed almost you know, inevitable these last few weeks. They win. That's what they do. There's an expectation there. The Ravens are underdogs here. They need this win because, quite frankly, this could be a preview of the Super Bowl. I think that's a very real possibility. And if the Ravens get blown out here or they lose to the 49ers in an ugly way, even if they do make a Super Bowl and we see a rematch here, you know, that's an uphill battle. I think they they need to prove that they can take down the best team in the league. And if they do do that, then, you know, at that stage, I think we do get that favourite in the AFC. We don't have one right now, despite them having the best record right now. We don't have a favourite, a clear-cut, yeah, that's the number one team in the AFC. I think that win, this win for the Ravens, makes them that number one favourite. And I, and I think if they doing it against the, four, the 49ers, you know, that puts them in the, you know, make, maybe makes them the best team in the league right now. Um, so they need it more... Do I think they're going to get it? No. I still think, you know, the 49ers will be the best team in the league until someone beats them. And 
quite frankly, that's why I'm picking picking them to win this game. Second ranked offense, second in passing, third in rushing, ninth ranked defense. You know, the Ravens have a lot of good things to talk about and, and to shout about. Um, but th- I think to take them to the next level, I-, I think they need to see more production from their receivers and their passing game. Um, they can't rely on that defense and that rushing attack and Lamar Jackson to do everything, especially the deeper we get into the season, especially against the teams like the 49ers that can contain the run. And I think this is their biggest test of the season. Um, and they need to prove they can beat teams in more than just one way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they definitely have to. Pr- they, they've got something to prove as far as the Ravens go, because like we talked about with the Ravens over the last couple of years, they've struggled when it comes postseason time. They look how they look this year and then they end up struggling come the playoffs. So, yeah, I think this is a really, really big game uh, for the Ravens. So, Joe, I'm kicking it to you, man. Who needs this win more? Is it Baltimore or is it San Francisco? It's Baltimore, and Lawrence hit it on, it's, it's 100% correct. It's Baltimore, but it's for a different reason. I think that, you know, the 49ers have their division. They're making the playoffs. They're going to have a home game regardless of how they finish the season. I think they're finishing the season, you know, with four more, with three more wins and probably no more losses. That's how I feel about it, right? The thing about the Ravens is, is that they're not securely holding on to that division and as much as we want to sit here and talk about joe flacco and how he's been out of the game and he's not who he used to be he's not that super bowl guy anymore he's doing very very well with the browns and that defense is very very good Mm -hmm. and they have a, a significantly easier schedule than the ravens do the ravens see the 49ers and then the dolphins they finish off with the steelers the Steelers have really played the Ravens hard and have played them tight in a lot of games. The Ravens have a really tough schedule. The Browns see, I think this week, they have the Texans without CJ Stroud. Then they face the Jets at home. And then they have the Bengals. So they're tied in the division and divisional record at three and two. So if, you know, the Browns win... They're four and two. If the Dolphins and if the Dolphins can pull off a, a road win against the Ravens, and the Ravens lose this weekend against the 49ers, they're tied in record. They're both going to have five losses. They're both going to have the same divisional record. Yeah. It's going to come down to strength of schedule. And I don't know. I have to look it up. I don't know who's got the better strength of schedule. So you're talking about a team that could possibly go from being the one seed with three weeks left to losing the division. Yeah. And being out of the playoffs, they have to win today, this weekend. I feel like it's a must-win because like it's a tough. I feel like the Dolphins is an easier win, but even then, if you win this weekend and then you lose, the, and then you 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 or like you lose this weekend and you you beat the Dolphins, you still have to beat the the Forty Niners right. to, to hold on to it, or to beat the, to beat the, the the Steelers. And that's a divisional game. Like I said, divisional football can go either way. The Dolphins. It, this is this weekend means a lot for the Dolphins. Next weekend means more to the Dolphins because we already know they're better at home. I've said it like that's why I said if they got the one seed, they could represent the AFC in the Super Bowl because their offense is too potent at home. The way they run their offense at home is insane. And honestly, we gave them a lot of flack for how the losing to the Titans, but that was coaching. That was coaching decisions. That wasn't the team. The coach, the the, the play calls that came in, the way they ran the, that was fi- that final couple minutes. Samuel will tell you. Nine out of ten times, that would not be how Mike McDaniel would call that that fourth quarter. It was not called right. He did. It was a coaching mistake. 
which you've, we have very rarely seen Mike McDaniel make. I think that the Ravens, much like the Dolphins, have a lot riding in these final three weeks, and they have to prove it. Yeah. I think that if you lose to the 49ers, the game against the Dolphins becomes even more a must win. Because at that point, you're riding on... I, mean, the, I think the Browns win the next two weeks. And that puts a lot of pressure on the Ravens. The Bengals game is going to be tough because Jake Browning is playing lights out, and that team is firing on all cylinders and I don't know how <laughs> but they are man without I thought the minute Joe Burrow went down that was it but Joe Burrow's assistant QB all of a sudden yeah what do you know guys all this time it's been all it's this been, time they're all QBs everybody in the NFL's assistant mm. QB but except yeah, the Brady. I, it's, it's the Ravens. besides Mac Jones yeah, besides Mac Jones, because Mac Jones is a, is a garbage QB. He is the system. No, it's a QB. Like, man. System destroyer. Yeah. I mean, realistically, what happened was the reason Bailey Zappi's playing so well is because they decided like Mac jokes, Mac Jones uh, coached the quarterbacks in the first half instead of O'Brien. That's why Bailey Zappi's doing well. He's going to transition to a quarterbacks coach. It's where he's really belongs. Can really see the game better there. Uh, but How back to the it? Ravens. <laughs> back to the Ravens. Yeah, I think it, they clearly need it more. This is, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I think this is really, really important for Baltimore this week. I, you said something about them losing out. I mean, it's, but I mean, there's potential there, but I mean, they play the Steelers the last week of the season. I mean, and, even and you lose they struggle. Yeah, they struggle with the Steelers too, you know, but I mean, I don't see the way the Steelers have been playing. They're on Mason Rudolph now. Jesus Christ. If you're on Mason Rudolph, you're, you're uh, down bad university. So yeah, that's not looking good for, no. for them. So yeah, but it is a tough stretch for the Ravens, no doubt. So they're going to have to to win at least, you know, two of these games. So Sammy, I'm going to you, man. What do you think? Who needs this win more? Is it Baltimore? Or is it San Francisco? Okay. That straight of the Dolphins, I'm going to let it slide because yeah, I that was a straight for real. But but I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on I it too much. Then strays of the Detroit let, let Lions. Me, We're listening to strays back in Miami. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get for straying my Lions, dog. The Lions are in the topic of conversation. Matthew Stafford, Lions, Jared Goff, Rams. You know, we were just talking about the we Dolphins. We were just talking about the Dolphins. What yeah. are you guys even talking about? That's literally not even true. Anyway, look. <laughs> anyway, um, look, look, like this is a this is the battle of this is the battle of two of the best teams in the league. All right, this is an important game for both teams. If I'm being honest, but we're talking about who needs it more. Well, it's obviously the Ravens, and I hate to sound like uh, an echo, but yeah, the Ravens need to win this game, in my opinion, because they have a tough stretch of games to end the year, much like the Dolphins, but on a smaller scale. Um, the Steelers, I know what we, we like talking about. Oh, you know, the Steelers are they, they kind of suck this year, but it seems like every single time they play the Ravens, it's a it's just a different thing. So I think I that's a game. I, I think that game you gotta take head on, you gotta take seriously. And then you're facing the best team in the league on Monday night. Thank you, NFL. Like I, I think, you know, this these last three couple games if you don't beat the niners it's come it becomes a must win against the dolphins like joe alluded to it but let's talk about these two teams for a bit right this is the best rushing offense against the second best rushing defense this is the first ranked defense against the second ranked offense all right both of these teams have top five units on both sides of the ball this is this is an elite matchup that we're getting right here but i want to say if we're going to talk about, you know, their strengths, let's talk about their weaknesses as well. A weakness that hasn't been 
no team has really been able to expose because no team is built to expose the Niners like that for whatever reason. Their secondary isn't exactly yeah. insane. It's always been the front seven that has been out of their mind good, right? Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Joey Bosa, you got Javon Hargrave in there. They brought in Chase Young just for the giggles. Like it's this this team, crazy. their front seven is elite, okay? But their secondary has flaws. Now I gotta give credit to one secondary player. Charvarius Ward has been playing at an all pro level. So yes, maybe I think that is why people are kind of respecting them more. Because although I am kind of poo-pooing on the damn secondary i will say it's better than the years past and you can't really take advantage of it like you have been able to in the past so with that being said the ravens passing offense is nothing to really yell about right lamar jackson lamar jackson as a passer this year has been great but you still would like to see a bit more statistically if you know what i mean like i think he uses his legs more than anything and and that's great but I, i'd like to see his arm he has a special arm talent i'm telling you guys i know i know you know it doesn't look like it. he's got arm talent it just seems like the scheme just doesn't like really cater passing very well and their weapons this year i think the weapons are better than years past but they're still not elite weapons this is straight up going to be smash mouth football when these two teams face up okay front seven versus the dominant run game okay this is it's going to be all about that so it's going to be entertaining. I think the Ravens need this win more. But I think for the Niners, this is a measuring stick. How do we stack up against teams, the elite teams of the AFC? Can we? Are we closer than we think? Are we better than we even think? This is a great test for the Niners to prove, hey, can we win a Super Bowl? Because the Niners, we all talk about how great the Niners are and how they beat the teams in the regular season. I could call them regular season merchants too because they haven't won a regular uh, a super bowl and god knows how long now they've made a super bowl and congratulations they they did but it feels like they have failed to get the job done mm -hmm. right and so i i feel like in terms of that the the niners have to prove hey can we get the job done against these elite afc teams can we do it because they haven't been able to do it against the chiefs we couldn't do it against the ravens back in the day i think now i think now is the time hey Let's find out the measuring stick. Where are we as a team, right? But I think I think overall the Ravens need this win a lot more. I agree. I agree with everybody here. I think Baltimore needs this game more in both aspects because literally, like you guys talked about, they have a tougher schedule. If they lose this game, they got Miami next week in a game that could decide the one seed. You know, so it's it's a really really important stretch. Here for Baltimore, whereas San Fran, you can lose this game, and then they got the Commanders and the Rams left. So, and they'll have tiebreakers versus all the teams they'll be battling with for the one seat. So they'll still get the one seat. But I think the Ravens need it more psychologically as well. I, I the Ravens or the, the excuse me, the Niners know that they can beat anyone in football. I think I think they have that much confidence in their football team just based on they how how they have been, and the Ravens don't. So I think the Ravens beating the Niners in San Francisco, the team who everyone has as the, play the, the favorites right now, and a few weeks before the playoffs, would do a lot for them psychologically. And I really believe that they can that would help them believe they can get over some of those playoff demons that they've had uh, and that they haven't been able to overcome over the last couple of years. But two, I wanted to talk about these two quarterbacks because obviously right now you look at MVP odds. These two quarterbacks are the top two leading MVP candidates. So I want to kick it to Joe on this one first, my friend. Do you think the winner of this game's quarterback, 
uh, either takes or retains, in Purdy's case, the MVP lead as far as the NFL goes? You know what's messed up is I don't think any of the either of these guys are actually or should win the MVP. Right. It's it, it the player the player who should win this MVP is in this game. I think that if Christian McCaffrey breaks, you know, the rushing total that he's on part part of break and the touchdown total that because I mean he's closing in on what the scrimmage yards that Adrian Peterson put up, and he's really close to the touchdown mark that Danny Tomlinson put up. So if he does both of them in the same year, and those guys got the MVP for doing one or the other. How can you not? I understand it's a quarterback award. Quarterbacks win it. And it takes something special for a quarterback to not win it. Same thing with the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Like, it, it takes something special for a quarterback not to win it. I feel like what Christian McCaffrey is doing in his first season fully healthy is deserves more credit and to be talked about more. And I honestly feel like he should win the MVP. If he can continue, it's three weeks left. Like I, I feel like that he needs to solidify it in these three weeks. He cannot have bad a bad game, and I, I feel like he's got to show up in these three in these next three games, especially against the Rams, which is going to be tough because they really do really bottle up running backs really well. But it should be Christian McCaffrey. I think outside of that is Brock Purdy. Um, I understand that a lot, everyone's been trying to slander that man and say, oh, he's got all these weapons. He's got this great offensive line. He's got this great coach. Yeah, well, you know what? Tom Brady had a great offensive line, a great coach, and a lot of really good wide receivers all the time. Peyton you know, we always, like, we always, yeah, like Peyton Manning, same thing. Great offensive line, great coach, great wide receiver weapons, okay? Why are we, and we're sitting here trying to knock this man down a peg for no damn reason. He is a top three quarterback in just about every single statistic, and he's not two or three, okay? Mm-hmm. He's one. So why are we sitting here trying to act like he's not the guy? Is it because he's not his name's not Patrick Mahomes? Like it's the same thing we felt with Tua early in the year too, when Tua was wasn't getting his his flowers. Tua was right there. He's the number one passing offense in the league. You don't get that because if your quarterback's ass. I'm sorry. Mm. You just don't. Fact. So it, it's it I think Lamar is a more athletic quarterback. I think he's got the things he can do with the football in his hands and and what he means to his team truly is more than what I'd say probably Brock Purdy means to his team. I think that we we can all say that because Jimmy Garoppolo took the same cast just as far. And we've seen what Jimmy Garoppolo has done in, you know, everywhere else he's been. (laughs) So, you know, but, but Brock Purdy is, is a solid quarterback. I think he makes a lot of really good reads, a lot of really good throws, but at the end of the day, it's got to be Christian McCaffrey. I don't think the the Brock Purdy or Lamar Jackson should have it. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly an argument to be made, like you mentioned, the the rushing numbers and the receiving numbers. He like if you if he wasn't such a good running back, like you could throw him at, at receiver either on the outside or the inside, uh, and he would be a dominant football player just as a receiver. So yeah, Christian McCaffrey is a an amazing player and if you want to throw him a kick returner too, punt returner he would dominate there too he's he's, he's just more valuable he's as a runner than, and yeah he's he's an unbelievable football player so yeah I, I i don't have any problems with christian mccaffrey being uh in that mvp discussion but sammy i'm gonna kick it to you man what do you think does the winner of this game's quarterback take the mvp league it's it, it's it's a very touchy subject this year the mvp award because man like it's like you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, the QB award, it, you, you know, the QB level this year hasn't been, you know, elite. And that's not true. It's just been the quarterbacks that you never thought would be elite would be elite. Right. 
Who would have thought Brock Purdy and Tua Tagovailoa would be the cream of the crop of passing? You know, no one thought that. Everybody was thinking Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, and that's has simply not been the case. I like I like what Joe alluded to. I think CMC deserves more credit as an MVP favorite in this game, but I will reiterate the most valuable position on the field is quarterback. So yeah. I think Brock Purdy, for all intensive purposes, has the has checked every box of a quarterback this year. He's mm-hmm. kept the turnovers low. He's thrown a bunch of touchdown passes. He's second in the league in passing yards. He has elevated this offense, this Niners offense, that was middle of the pack all these years with all these different quarterbacks. He's elevated it to a top two offense in the league. Actually, the best offense in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So no QB that has played for the Niners has been able to do that. Um, that has been under Kyle Shanahan, at least. With this being with that being said, Lamar Jackson, I don't think Lamar Jackson's MVP case is strong enough. For, for you to really consider him being MVP, even if he does win this game. I still think the favorite's going to be Brock Purdy. Or, mm-hmm. and, and if it's not Brock Purdy, it's going to be like CMC. Watch out for two of these last three games. Maybe he might jump in there. But we'll, we'll always see. We'll, we'll see, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now with all that said... He invites the semantics. Semantics, okay? Semantics. Um, Look... Back to the subject at hand, though. Look, I think Brock Purdy's the favorite, whether he loses or not, over Lamar Jackson. I just simply think Lamar Jackson, statistically, he doesn't have the stats. I think even as a rusher, he he's kind of been a little underwhelming as a rusher. And that's he's a bit more careful as a rusher. If you notice, Lamar Jackson is not running at 23 miles an hour anymore. He's kind of more careful, and that's why he's been able to stay healthy this entire year. So with that being said, I don't think it matters who wins this game. I think Brock Purdy, his body of work this year is just too good for you to just completely say, eh, but if he loses this game, he's not the, he's not the guy. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, like you said, Purdy has been putting up such good numbers. I mean, it's so hard to argue with him regardless of, you know, regardless of the weapons around him. He's been, he's been, he's been playing such good football. Like you can't ignore that to a certain point. And you know, like you guys mentioned, it's become a quarterback award. So you can't argue what Brock Purdy has been doing. So Lawrence, I'm going to kick it to you, my man. What do you think? Do you think, do you think Brock Purdy, uh, or do you think, uh, Lamar Jackson, do you think whoever wins the game, uh, takes over the MVP league? Um, I think it's irrelevant who wins this game. And, I mean, um, Lamar's got to throw for 10-plus touchdowns to even be in the conversation, in my opinion. He's he's not been as productive statistically as Brock Purdy. You know, he's got 17 touchdowns on the season to Brock's 29. And that is the most important statistic when it comes to quarterbacks is, I would argue, can you pass the ball into the end zone and score points? Um Yes, okay, he's receiving group and the players around him are not the same as Brock Purdy. And that is the criticism of Brock Purdy. That's the same criticism I've made against him myself. Um, I I think Brock Purdy can cement himself as the favourite in this game. Um, I don't think... (laughs) (laughs) Look, I think he can cement himself as the favourite. Um, it comes down to him and Dak, in my opinion. Those are the two guys that are front runners. They shouldn't be the two guys. We're all agreed. But it's the most valuable player and the most valuable position is quarterback. So it most likely will go to a quarterback. Um, ultimately, 
if he puts up, um, you know, it has like a two, three touchdown game against this defense, regardless of who he's got around him, this Baltimore defense is one of the best in the league. And if he, he has a great game, I think it, end, it doesn't end the conversation. But, I, you know, I, I think that the criticisms that it's about, he's a system guy, it's all about the players around him. I think that comes into question more. Um, so look, he's gonna have he's gonna look to have a good game to kind of end end that slander. Uh, it's gonna be him or Dak that wins it. No, no other QB is really in in the conversation. I mean, this Tua guy leads the league in passing, but to be fair, you know he's not playing any good teams, so it doesn't mean that. God damn it! God damn it! Like he maybe wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help it, sorry. Uh, Why? Why do we do this to each other? Yeah, I don't I don't know, <laughs> man. Uh for me, listen, I think this is a really interesting question because uh, both of these quarterbacks are great. I mean, both these quarterbacks have played great. They have done amazing for their teams uh individually so far. I think Lamar, like kind of Lawrence mentioned, I think Lamar would have to absolutely go off in this game yeah. to take the MVP lead from Purdy because Purdy's numbers are just a lot better at this point. The passing numbers are night and day, but even when you include their rushing numbers I'm, and that Lamar is obviously better at, Purdy is still easily better. So Lamar would have to go crazy and Purdy would have to be terrible for that to be the case. Uh, and also, even though, listen, I've seen a lot of people be like, the like you got to vote on the definition of valuable. Like you got to vote on whoever is the most valuable player in the league. And if you're voting on that, I would vo vote for Lamar over Purdy, no doubt, because I think stats don't do Lamar justice for how much he does for that team. His rushing ability alone opens up so much for either his running back or in the passing game as well. So it opens up a lot for the Ravens, and it you know allows them to you know possess the ball more and it, you know, put some pressure off the defense as well. So Lamar does so much for that team, but we never vote on whoever the most valuable player in the league is. Like that's never how we vote on these awards, because if we did Brady and Manning would have never stopped winning MVPs. Nobody else would have won an MVP while they were playing Mahomes, Allen or Lamar would win every single year as well, but that's not how we vote for the award. Okay. The award basically now goes to the QB having the best year on a number one seed. That's Brock Purdy. That literally describes Brock Purdy right now. So regardless of the weapons he has around him, regardless of the other people having great years, I really wish Tyreek wouldn't have missed last week because I would have put Tyreek right in the middle of that MVP discussion if he would have got 2,000 yards, which I think he still has a chance to do, even though he's, you know, even though he missed the game. But it, it you know, his ch chances obviously, you know, took a little bit of a hit. And like we talked about this before, if there was any year to not give it to a quarterback, like this would be the year. But again, the, the, it's a quarterback award now, the MVP. It goes to the player on the number one seed, having the best year, and that's Brock Purdy. So I, I think I think it would take something crazy right now for Lamar Jackson to take the MVP lead over uh, over Purdy. But for the game, I thought a lot about this one because I think the Ravens are getting disrespected by a lot of people here, and I think it's going to be an awesome game. However, I think the Niners are just a little bit better on both sides of the ball. So give me San Francisco here. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I think it's going to be 23 to 17 Niners in a absolute dogfight of a Monday night football game, you know, featuring the two best teams in football. But this is going to be a very important, very impactful week of football this week. Obviously, it's week 16. We see a lot of teams getting knocked out. We see a lot of teams fighting their way into the playoffs. And we are going to be here to cover all of the developments next week. But with that, that is going to be it 
it for us here today on the NFL Gridiron segment here at House Call Sports. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Dolphins fans, get Sammy's back down in the comments down below, okay? We used to have him go through it there for a little while. So have his back in the comments. All right. Again, thank you to Coffee Bros for sponsoring this video. Shout out to the rest of our sponsors. That's Lids, Lids Vivid Seats, SportMarabia.com, Pillow Fight, Football TV, and more. If you want to check out any or all of our sponsors, the links are going to be down in the description. And be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at the House Call Sports. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We're up on threads. We've got merch. You can meet our crew and we've got blogs up on our website. Our website is www.thehousecall.com. And that's going to be it for us. Peace. Die I would scream. Oh my God. No. No. I hate it. 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 <laughs> uh.